1: Like we always do about this time. <laughs> I was gonna rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless chapman there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lex is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander, he's no Alexander. I'm the best ever, there's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston, I'm Jack Dempsey, there's no one like me. I'm from Namla, there's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious. I want your heart, I wanna eat his children, praise be to Allah Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. And before we get started, before we get started, man, I have to apologize. I have to apologize, y'all. It's been way too long, man. February was a crazy month of things going on with the radio show, with my 9 to 5. I apologize, man. And here's how I'm going to make it up to you, man. I'm going to shoot out some podcasts this week. They're going to be unexpected. I'm just going to shoot them out. I'm just going to shoot them out, man. I've been doing a lot of research uh, on draft prospects, on free agency. And uh, I got some content to shoot out, man. I'm just going to shoot them out. So I apologize, you guys. Hey, that's on me. (laughs) I apologize, man. I'm sorry. And I even got a message from somebody was like, hey, guys. We, we, we You got to bring the Hawks beat back, man. You know, we're missing the podcast. Uh, this podcast that I listen to is not really hidden. And uh, I'm back, guys. I'm back. And I apologize, man. I'm going to try to get you out some this week. I got a goal of podcast that I want to get out. And I'm going to try to get that number this week. I promise. So um, first things first, man. Uh, thank you guys for joining this podcast. If you stumbled onto the show, welcome, welcome. This is episode ten of season five of the Hawksbeat podcast, where we talk about your Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> Did I sound like Ryan Cameron with that? I don't think so either. <laughs> anyway, uh, as a side note, man, if anybody knows Ryan Cameron, man, we gotta we gotta get that Trey T L thing out of here, man. Like that is so not the business. You gotta stop doing that Trey T L thing. Every time Trey makes a three. But anyway, first things first, man. If you've joined the show, uh, we want to invite you into uh, a lot of the things that we do are on our social media platforms. So we invite you to connect with us on our social media platforms. On Twitter and Instagram, our name is at, little at symbol, Hawksbeat. It's all one word. So make sure you check out our Twitter and Instagram. We have a lot going on there, especially on game day. Make sure you go by Facebook if you're on Facebook for the Facebookers, for the older generation. <laughs> Just go to Facebook Facebook, and search The Hawks Beat, and you will find our show page. Hit the like button, click, click, and you will be abreast as to everything that we have on. Make sure you also check out our YouTube page. You can get to our YouTube page. You'll see post-game recaps. You'll hear locker room sound from the players, from the coaches. All of that jazz. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube page as well. And last but not least, you can subscribe to our podcast via iTunes, via Podomatic. Man, we're on so many platforms. If you're listening to this show, I'm pretty. I can pretty much assume you are a fan of podcast and whatever platform you're listening to, we are on it. We're on it. Um, except for Spreaker, we're not really on that. But anyway, we're on all of the other podcasts, Podomatic. Um, Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn, uh, so make sure you check us out on those platforms. And last but not least, uh, stop by TheHawksBeat.com, that's T-H-E, HawksBeat.com, and uh, that's kind of like the hub to um, check us out as well. So uh, let's get into it, man. I got a lot of content I want to try to cover in this podcast, and let's get into our first segment, something that we call The State of the Hulk. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, a segment that we like to call the state of the Hawks. And we pretty much look at, guess what? The state of the Hawks. (laughs) Where they are right now, what's going on and all that jazz. But first things first, man, we want to tell you guys a little bit about our sponsors. Um, These are people who uh, generously uh, help us out with the show and some of the show cost and some of the things associated with that um, if you were in the business or if you're in the market for trying to buy or sell a home um, please contact our guy Peter Beckford of Beckford Realty uh, the number is 404-547-3151 uh, make sure you check out Peter man he is our real estate guru and uh, he can make it happen whether it's about buying or selling he can make it happen also we have a uh, a car, uh, our West Georgia Auto Transmission. I was about to say a car dealership. <laughs> Not a car dealership. Um, if you are in need of getting that check engine light checked out, need a new transmission, oil change, and you live uh, kind of like on the west side of town, check out our guys at West Georgia Auto Transmission. Um, you can find their website via our website at thehawkspeed.com. Uh, they'll give you a free diagnostic check. Uh, give them a call, 770-834-4041. Tell them that the Hawks beat Ascension, uh, and uh, they'll make sure that they will take good care of you, man. They say there's one thing, two things that a man should always have. One is a good mechanic. The other is a good barber. So uh, we haven't got any barbers of sponsors just yet, so make sure you check out the mechanic. Uh... Who does good work, man. Good work. So, let's look at the current state of these Atlanta Hawks. Currently, they are 24 and 46, which will get you 12th. <laughs> I was about to say get them the 12th seed. They are 12 out of 15 in the East. Currently, that is the fir- that is the fifth worst record in the league. Um and I'm going to tell you, man, like This has been a great season. And I don't know, like, it's hard to explain to people how 24 wins can be a great season. But this has been a great season. I told the beginning of the season, I said, look, man, this is a, the ceiling for this team is 30 wins. They are right on pace for like, let's see what, they got maybe like 12 more games. They go six and six, there'll be 30 games. So... Uh, I mean, 30 wins. So, I think that the 30-win threshold is still possible. I'm not... I mean, I don't know. I mean, I kind of want them to stay where they are record-wise. So, I mean, it is what it is. Um, The Hawks. Since the All-Star break, man, the offense has really been clicking. And actually, the offense has been clicking all season. And... Um, if you've listened to any of the other previous podcasts, I've never had any bones about the offense. The offense has been very—I uh, mean, they've been putting up points in bunches. However, the defense has been equally—the defense—the defense has been, uh, yeah, it's been bad. <laughs> it's been bad, man. But uh, you know, you got to walk before you got to walk before you can run. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, ever since the All-Star break, the Hawks have led the NBA three-pointers made and points per game since the All-Star break. So that's something to kind of hang their head on. Uh, since the All-Star break, they are 5-7, and seven, which isn't, you know, too bad. It's under 500, but um, this team has been playing decent basketball, uh, especially after the All-Star break, especially when you look at the combination of Trey Young and John Collins. So there is reason for optimism with this Hawks team. So, uh, one of the things um one of the things that a lot of people have been discussing has been the draft and let me just say this man there's been a lot of talk about oh man why the Hawks winning games they need to lose as many uh games as possible so they can try to get Zion <sighs> you hear me have to take a deep breath right because I am so sick and tired of this. We have to lose games so we can get Zion like I hate that take. You understand? First of all, first things first. Teams, player players and coaches never tank games. I don't I don't believe like I don't believe that's the case with this team this year. Last year, I mean, I don't know. You know, once they start putting everybody on the injured list, then you I mean hey, <laughs> it is what it is. Being someone that has access to locker room, pregame, postgame, these guys when they play, they are trying to win ball games. Coach Pierce, when he coaches, he is trying to win ball games. Now, as far as general managers and presidents and owners and everything, I don't know what the word is as far as you know, uh, you know how. What, what what the wording is and hey look guys we can't win too many games I don't know what that wording is I don't know what that sounds like and I, I don't I don't claim to know I will say this however the Hawks have the fifth worst record if they had the worst record follow me now listen to me if they had the worst record in the league they would still only have a fourteen percent chance. At getting the number one pick. Do you understand what I'm saying? If they went 1-81, in they would still only have a 14% chance of getting that number one spot. So listen to me clearly. and And I'm talking to everybody who's always crying about the Hawks winning games and their chances of Zion going down the tank. So if you have a 14% chance of getting Zion on the number one pick, that's not really that good. The Hawks are at five right now, and they have a 10% chance. So you want them to lose all of these games just for a 4% difference in chance of getting that number one pick. How silly does that sound? How silly does that sound? Like right now, they're the fifth they they're the fifth worst team, and they have a 10% chance of still gaining that number one spot. It's slim to none. But the fact of the matter is they changed the draft stuff. So it's like it's still going to be slim to none. 14% is not big odds. You know, Uh, I could see landing in that top tier three is going to be tough. But I mean, it is what it is, man. Furthermore, you have to look at a standpoint of look, man, I'm not going to say you don't need Zion. But look, man, the Hawks are in a good situation from a roster standpoint. When it comes to the draft. Uh, Currently, they have a 42% chance of landing in that top four, top four pick. Um, 42% chance, like I said earlier, they have a 10% chance of getting that number one pick. Which, you know, hey, I'm not going to hold my breath on it. It'll be nice. I really, I mean, I really don't think that that's going to happen for them. But, I mean, it'll be nice. I think they land somewhere in that top five. But I mean, it is what it is. Another hot topic, another hot topic as far as the draft is concerned, is that almighty Dallas pick. Now Dallas has gone into tank mode like none other. Like they are dropping games left and right. Like I can speak about the Hawks trying to win games because I'm there. I see them competing and I see them wanting to win games and this, that, and yet. Can't say that about the Mavs. I don't know. I'm not in that locker room. I don't. I mean, I don't know. From the outside looking in, them cats ain't trying to win nan more games, and I mean that nan n a n. They ain't trying to win nan more games. Um, they currently have the sixth. They're right behind the Hawks. They are currently twenty-seven and forty-one through sixty-eight games. That'll get you the sixth worst. Record in the league, the Hawks are 24 and 46 through 70 games. So the Hawks have roughly 12 more games and the, and the, the Mavs have 14 more games. I would not be surprised if Dallas at least tied Atlanta for that for the fifth uh, worst uh, record in the league. Um, if they stay where they are, Dallas has a 37 percent chance of landing in the top four. And they also have a 10% chance of getting that top pick. Now, the big thing we're worried about with Dallas is their pick is top five protected. So, as it stands right now, the Hawks have a 37% chance of keeping that pick. Um, I mean... I really would like that pick. Like, I really, I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm not even going to front and say, like, that is not appealing. I really hate the fact that they realize, like, oh, man, because beginning of the season when Luka was doing his thing and they were winning ball games, there was talk of them sneaking into the playoffs, maybe like an A seed in the West, this, that, and the other. But the last month of the season after All-Star break, I mean, they have gone into, like, tank, like, Depcom (laughs) 3. Like, they're not trying to win any games. I think they lost the other night by, like, one point with, like, ten seconds left. Um, yeah. So, here's the thing. This Hawks team, as presently constructed, is very good. No, I'm not going to say they're very good. They're a good team. But, you have so much promise with this team. With uh, Trey Young, with, Kevin, uh, with uh, John Collins, with Kevin Herter, um, Amari Spellman. The, just the young pieces that they have are very promising. Add two lottery draft picks from this class to this squad? Bruh! <laughs> that is like, you add two solid draft picks, lottery draft picks to this squad, And you may not even need to get a grade A free agent, you know. So, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, we're going to keep an eye on a Dallas pick on the Mavs team. I, I know there's a lot of scoreboard watching these days, especially as it goes down to the wire. And, I mean, I would not be surprised if Dallas lost the rest of their games for the rest of the season. I would not be surprised. Mark Cuban... I mean, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. But I really hope it backfires, and I really hope they bounce out of that top five. And if Atlanta can get, like, the, five, the fifth pick, and let's say that Dallas pick ends up being, like, six, anywhere from, like, six to eight. Because chances are they're both going to be top ten picks. They're both going to be top ten picks. So if Atlanta gets their own pick which is gonna be five which probably five anywhere from five to ten I don't I don't imagine them dropping out of the top 10 uh, same with Dallas because they're relatively so close in um, the record so the unfortunate thing is they also have Cleveland's first round pick which is top five protected but Cleveland is almost guaranteed to be in the top five as far as their Their pick is concerned because that Cleveland team has only won like 12 games this year. So, um, yeah, so they're probably going to lose the Cleveland pick, which will pretty much translate to them getting Cleveland's second round pick for the next two years. All right. So, um, the last thing as far as the current state of the Hawks, um, I was talking to some Twitter people online and offline and, um. I'm going to start over the next few podcasts, maybe start doing some draft analysis as far as guys who, uh, who are coming out this year. I've been doing a lot of scouting, um, a lot of scouting for guys coming out, and uh, I want to give you guys some of that content, man, some of the things that I've seen, uh, some of the things have surprised me, some of the guys who uh, folks are not really high on. Um, I've been watching video, been reading scouting reports, and I just want to give you guys a cerebral look. You know, you guys know me. You guys know I don't have favorites. I call it like I see it. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I can dig it. But I'm going to call it like I see it, and I don't have any axe to grind with any of these players or anything. And I can admit where I'm wrong, and I'll tell you guys, I was wrong on one guy in particular, uh, as far as the draft is concerned, but I'm going to be giving you guys some draft coverage. We're going to be looking at some free agent uh, talk as well. But so this is coming in in the upcoming weeks and uh, in, actually in the upcoming week uh, within the next uh, 10 days, I believe. Um, there are decisions that the Hawks have to make. Um, you look at the Dwayne Dedman contract. Uh, he's going to be a free agent this year. What are we going to do with him? Vince Carter, Justin Anderson—they're uh, going to be free agents as well. Um, what do we do with these guys? Are they still trying to move Kent Bazemore? These are questions that we will, um, that we will no doubt uh, take a look at as well when we took at when we look at the free agent aspect of this squad. Um, somebody asked me, like, so what are some of the positives you have for this team? And So I've come up with three positives for this team. Um, three positives for this team. And number one is, look, look I said, um, they this team is still competing. Coach Pierce is still has these guys engaged. Uh, forget the 24 and 46. This team is still out there trying to win ball games, trying to compete, upset when they lose. Um, that is a good sign. You know, that is a good sign because it's easy to be like, oh, man, we lost again. Which y'all finna to do, which y'all finna to get into tonight after the game. I don't see that. I'm telling you, I don't see that. Guys are upset when they lose. You know, Coach Pierce is still trying to teach these guys. He's still coaching. And that is a good sign because for all intents and purposes, this team has nothing to play for. Um, so it's good to see them playing with their pride, playing for their pride, playing for their team, and for each other. That is good. Uh, number two, the way Trey and John, uh, John Collins and Trey Young, are finishing this season, again, with nothing to play for their play uh especially with these two together um has been encouraging i mean you look at the overtime game even though they've lost this is the season i've said this two podcasts ago this is the season that john collins became a 20 and 10 guy like 19th pick overall we didn't we didn't really know what his ceiling was but this he took a giant step this year on becoming a 20 and 10 guy like this is who he needs to be from this point on you know, and so then the questions need to be asked: What is the next step in his maturation? Because this is only year two for him. You know, this is only year two. So the play of Trey and John and their 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 um, cohesion. You know, you like to say, "Oh man, could this be our Stockton and Malone? Could this be our Gary Payton and Sean Kemp?" Um, you think about those dynamic duos, and we and you wonder: Is that something that is developing? Here in Atlanta, and I say it very co, it very well could be, very well could be. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Um, so the play of those two has been good. And number three, I say, look, man, the cap situation is good from a money standpoint. This team is in a great situation, uh, a very great situation. Uh, one of our, our buddies over at Peachtree Hoops did a in depth analysis of the of no, I was about to say the Braves <laughs> of the Hawks and their financial where they stand financially all the bells and whistles so I don't know exactly who wrote the article I forget but go to peach tree hoops.com um they do good work over there Our, they're good friends of ours and uh you know we don't mind giving them a plug so go check out peach tree hoops and check out the article on um the financial aspect of the Hawks, man. Hawks are in good position financially. And look, man, they're going to get a top 10 pick. They might even get two top 10 picks. If the balls, uh, if the balls fall the right way, the ping pong balls of the lottery. So we're going to see. So those are three positives that I see for this team. And, um, you know, another, another, another question that was asked, somebody asked me, and we had kind of a, a, a go back and forth on Twitter. Um, You know, what does this this Hawks team need? What does this Hawks team need? And I always say, look, man, you need three things from this Hawks team. You need a shot of defense. You need guys who are going to be defensive-minded. You need to start bringing those guys in. Last year we went offensive in the draft. We got Trey, we got Herter, uh, we got Spellman. Uh, Those guys are offensive guys. They're never going to be defensive guys. That's just who they are. They're never – I mean – Trey Young is never going to have the defense of a Chris Paul. Uh, Kevin Herter is never going to be a Klay Thompson as far as defense is concerned. They are never going to be that. What you want them to be is better defensively, but they're never going to be defensive guys. You need defensive guys on this squad. And um, I don't know if you do that through the draft. I don't know if you do that through free agency. You know, you can bring in a veteran who is, Uh, has a defensive mind like Amon Shumpert or or somebody like that type. I'm not saying him per se, although he is a free agent. So uh, you look at the defensive players that you need to bring in because these guys aren't, uh, I mean, they're good offensively, but they're not defensive guys. You need that nasty, like I always say. Um, You need a big. You need a big. And here's why you need a big. Because, I believe that Dwayne Dedman won't be back next year, and that's not a knock on the Hawks or Dedman. I think that Dedman has outplayed his contract, and I think he's going to get some money. And I don't think the Hawks are willing to pay him what he wants and what he probably can command. Um, I think right now his cap number is at $9 million a year or so. Um, personally, I wouldn't mind him coming back for $9 million, but I, I think that he wants a little bit more than that. And I don't have no problem with that. So I think that he may be gone. So if he's gone, you're looking at Alex Lynn as your starting center, which isn't necessarily bad because Alex has made a lot of gains this season. The question is, is he in your long-term plan for the next three or five years? And I think that he might very well could be, but do you want him in the plans as your starting center? Um, He's still developing. So, I mean, the, the word is still remains to be seen on what Alex Lynn will be as a polished product, but you do need to bring in another guy. Whether you make him the starter or you make him Alex Lynn's backup. Um, third, but not last, but not least, is you need a dynamic wing. So this is tricky, okay? So this is tricky because I don't know what that means for Torian, and I don't mean I don't know what that means for Bimri. because both of them this year. Uh Bemery has had a, a really good year. He's been healthy and that's been the biggest knock on him is can he stay healthy. Uh he's had a healthy year. Uh he's made gains, he's added his his three ball has gotten better. Still needs to be improved, but it's getting better. He's always been a good defender. Um turnovers have been a kind of an issue, but he has been solid this year. Torren has kind of struggled this year. He hasn't been bad, but Uh, I think if you're evaluating the position at the three, uh, and you look at those two guys, uh, you want to bring in another dynamic guy, if nothing else, to improve competition. I don't know. I know they picked up the option on both of those guys last season from a contract standpoint, so I don't know what that means as far as, hey, things can change quick-like, especially if you get two dynamic guys that they believe in. Then, I mean, it's nothing personal. It's never personal. But, I mean, you bring in two dynamic wings, then Torian and uh, DeAndre. I, I and I, Personally, I think Deon, Torian might be a bigger trade piece than DeAndre, um, especially on a draft day. If you have your sights set on two wings, could there be a possibility for a Torian and the Kent Baysmore package to maybe move up, maybe move down, gather some more assets that you think you have, I don't know. I do know this. I do know Travis Schlink loves to gather assets. So, and I'm just putting this in your ear as somebody who's cerebral. Don't think with your emotions. Oh, man, I love Torian. Torian's a starter. Why well, would we trade him? I love Bayes. Why would you trade him? Look, man, nobody loves Bays and Torian more than I do. Well, Bayes more so than Torian. But, um, yeah, man, I... I, I I would not be surprised because Torian, I mean, uh, Travis is all about gathering assets. Uh, I would not be surprised to see Bayes moved on draft day. I would not be surprised to see Bayes and Torian move separately if not together on draft day. You know, things happen. It's never personal. It's all about gathering assets and setting yourself up for three and five years down the road. So that uh, that remains to be seen. But um, this has been... State of the Hawks, ladies and gentlemen, where we talk about drone roll, please. The state of the Hawks. <laughs> All right, so this last segment is entitled First Five and Last Five. It's a pretty much a fun segment that we instituted this year in which we pick the Hawks games. <laughs> Not saying that we're good at it, but we we just thought it would be fun to pick some of the games, and uh, that's what we do. So, because we haven't had a podcast in a while, and again, I apologize. That's my bad. (laughs) That's my bad, y'all. I apologize for that, man. Um, We're going to go back and take a look at some of these games that I picked, and we'll take a look at some of the games going on in the future. So, uh, Hawks only have like 12 games left, so... um, Let's take a look at some of the sound from our last podcast and see how we did with our predictions. To recap, they're going to lose to the Clippers. They're going to win Sacramento. They're going to lose to Utah, beat Phoenix, and lose to Washington. So I think they're going to go two and three. Once again, they win at Sacramento and they win at Phoenix. So we're going to come back on the next podcast and we'll see how we did. Hopefully we can get back to five. So as it turns out, I said they were going to go two and three and they did go two and three, but the two and three that they went, weren't actually the two and three that I said they were going to get. (laughs) They had lost uh, those three straight games. They lost to the Clippers. They lost to Sacramento. They lost to Utah. Uh, I said that they would beat Sacramento. Um, they didn't beat Sacramento. <laughs> I said they would beat Phoenix. They did beat Phoenix. So um I had them losing to Lock uh I actually did pretty well. So I had them losing to the Clippers, they did that. Had them losing to Utah, they did that. Had them beating Phoenix, they did that. So I went three and two again. Which is pretty dope, man. So that's three more wins in the win column, which brings my overall record to 13 and 15. Not bad. All right, thirteen and fifteen. So, for the next podcast, let's look at some of these games we got upcoming, and uh, let's see if we can work a little magic here. All right, so we got the schedule pulled up now, and the Hawks Hawks lost today against the Boston Celtics. Um, they have a back to back in which they play the Orlando Magic tomorrow and Sunday, um, the seventeenth. So this week is a busy week for the Hawks. They have The Magic on Sunday, they have the Rockets on Tuesday, they have the Jazz on Thursday, and the 76ers on Saturday. Um, So that's four games in a week, and then the week after, they only have two games, which is the New Orleans Pelicans, which they really try not to win, and the Portland Trailblazers. So let me take a look at these six games uh, tomorrow in Orlando. Uh, I'll go ahead and give them the win versus Orlando. Why not? I'm not going to put too much thought into it. Uh, Even though playing on a back-to-back is tough. No, they're not going to win that game. (laughs) They're not going to win that game. No, no, no. no, no. Let me me go back and forth. I'm going to go back and forth, man. I'm going to give them that game against the Magic. I'm going to give them that game against the Magic. Uh, Then they play the Rockets on home on Tuesday. Uh, They're going to lose that game. Then they play the Jazz at home on Thursday. Uh, I like to say they're not going to lose both of those. I mean, you got the Rockets, Jazz, and 76ers. Those are your three home games. So I think they'll get one of them. I'm just not sure which one it is. Uh Give me the Jazz. Let's say they win the Jazz on a Thursday night. So I think they win. The, they beat the Jazz. So they, they win the Magic. They win the Jazz. They lose the Rockets, lose 76ers. And let's see. Then you got the Pelicans. I'll say they go 50-50 that game, that week. So, they beat the Pels next week on the 26th, and they lose to the Trailblazers. So, to recap the next six games for the Hawks, it's going to look like this. They will lose. No, they will win in Orlando tomorrow, miraculously. (laughs) They will lose to the Rockets. They will beat the Jazz. They will lose to the 76ers. They will beat the Pelicans, and then they will lose to the Trailblazers. And that is how I see it. So, Uh, we probably won't run this segment in the next podcast, but maybe the podcast afterwards to check my work. So this has been the first five and the next five. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode number 10 of the Hugsby podcast. I want to thank you guys for checking us out and I apologize again for not, uh, dropping, uh, that podcast, like I said, I was gonna drop in a timely manner. <laughs> Things get a little crazy right here, man. And the one thing that suffers sometime is this podcast with the radio show and the nine to five and all that jazz. But um, we got some heat coming, guys. We got some heat coming because we've been doing a lot of work as far as uh scouting these draft picks, some free agent work. So we're gonna be dropping some more material this week. I promise. Thank you guys for checking us out. Make sure you check us out on our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. And check out our sponsors, Peter Beckford, Beckford Realty, as well as West Georgia Auto Transmission. You can get to their websites via our websites. We appreciate you guys. Make sure you subscribe to our um, podcast. Five-star rating would be great. If not, we are inclined to think that you are a hater. (laughs) We'll see you guys when we see you. Peace and love.